Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 200. I'm Sean, and joined with me in the year 2021, we have Off-Road, Andy. It's been a nice five days here in the this new year. Uh, it's been a nice 15-day uh, break here. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, best of 2020 show. Believe it or not, we were still able to piece one of those together, and it's a Pretty good show, as per usual. Those are always a uh, a fun one to do. Yeah, so check that one out, episode 199, the best of 2020. But thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and uh, check out our sports pod as well. Uh, Andy, you just got two new breaking news, rather, uh, stories into your news center as we were about to record. Uh, you want to fill us in? Yeah, so uh, I think I'll start with the serious one first, so it you know makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, then we can start joking later. Uh, Doctor Dre is in the ICU with uh, after a brain aneurysm, so um, that's very very recent. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure by tomorrow we'll know more what that means. Um, that sounds yeah. bad. That's. Uh, He's a very, very famous person. A very, um, it's hard to say who's important, but he's, he's, he's a big time person. I mean, this is not going to help Eminem stay happy. No. Uh, there'll be a lot of people who will start doing the thing. Oh, 2021 is, is even worse. And I don't know. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, they're able to make room because I hear the hospitals are like spewing into the streets these days. But I don't think that's actually yeah. the case. Well, I think they uh, split things off because they know they know things like this are still going to happen. And you've you got to have stuff available. So, um, yeah, you'd hate to hear something where someone didn't make it simply because there's too many coronavirus people in, in the hospital. Um but let's be honest, Dr. Dre's worth a billion dollars. That's never going to happen. He's not going to get turned away and not get good care. So, um, Yeah, well, we... That's, uh, that's the sad truth of it, but... Hopefully have good news report on that next week. Yeah. Um, well, the other story, and it's uh, also a, a big name in the world of rap music, and uh, Kanye West, who... I feel like has been out of the news mostly most of last year. I guess the, the you know the lockdown and everything helps with that. Well, he had that presidential uh, bid. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that did happen in last year. That didn't even like you know hit my radar. It was so. Uh, it's there's there's been crazier stuff, but uh, the reports are that uh, him and Kim Kardashian are are gonna be over. It's not completely confirmed, but it's basically gonna happen, and it's. It's crazy to me that it hasn't already with everything. Like, do they even spend time together? Like you said, he was he was on a presidential campaign like last year. That was like a, a massive joke. And like, while a lot of people think she's a joke, I think she doesn't think of herself as a joke. She thinks of herself as a serious person. Who's, oh well, exactly. Now that she is a serious person, she doesn't have time for this guy who who's going to be uh, 
you know, on the campaign trail for the next six years because she's a lawyer now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it seemed like, OK, this guy's like kind of crazy. Like you can't like, how could you be married to this person? Like he's mentally ill. Like, I don't and like you're trying to be this L.A. celebrity slash, I don't know, uh, activist or something. Well, he didn't he like go to Montana or something to live in a cabin before this? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a bad thing to live in Montana in a cabin? No, no. But for a guy who's like a superstar, whose wife is like the biggest celebrity who's never done anything important in her life, it's like weird to be like, eh, I'm just going to spend some time in my Montana cabin. Just. And he also he has like four kids with her. Like, I don't know. It, it was. That's, is that real? They really do? I don't know. They have at least one. <laughs> No, I think the whole thing is like she kept having kids like but not with by herself. Like um she kept putting them in other people. Oh. Is the story. Cuz like rich people can do that. I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to be pregnant, but it's like it's still our biological kid and we'll just put it in." That's so person. weird to me. Yeah. You guys are just like going to your neighbor and borrowing their oven. Yeah. Well, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that the first time I heard of that concept was on the Friends. <laughs> you know, the TV show. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Probably. That, that like Phoebe did that. Oh, yeah. She got like pregnant, but it was like, well, it's not, it's not actually my kid or something. Yeah, um, I kind of remember that one. Always Sunny also did that for uh, Yeah, Deandra. Yeah. She wanted to use their pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, where were we? <laughs> so I don't know. Kanye West is a free agent. So that's exciting. <laughs> well, is this all allegedly at this point? Yeah, but it's like people close to him says they're going to sign the paperwork any minute now. So, Oh, wow. I'll be waiting. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we have more bizarre news. Uh, this was already on our uh, our radar, though. Uh, tell us about Tanya Roberts. So Tanya Roberts is uh, an actress, uh, for me, best known as uh, Donna's mom in that 70s show. Is when I saw the so story. I, like, oh, I've yeah. seen the show, but I, I I don't even know which one Donna was. The red hair, tall girl. Okay. And I think I know. Yeah. And she was a funny character. That that show is uh, still good. Like I saw a couple clips from her yesterday after this uh, news came out. It's like, oh yeah, still good. Amazing cast. Like those people are still working uh, as long as you didn't rape other people like uh, Danny Masterson. Did, so. <laughs> yeah. And he was still working like way past the rapes. Just we didn't know it yet. Yeah. Um. But okay, that's not the point. Uh. Well, yesterday Tanya Roberts was announced to have died, um, in the hospital, and that's when all these you know the stories came out and people are like, oh yeah she was this person, uh, and then a little later they said actually we're wrong she's not dead she's still in the hospital but she's not dead. And it's like God damn what a what a fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. And then today it was announced. No, now she is dead. And it like totally changed the narrative of the story that that is what everyone will remember from this now. Um, yeah, I, I a, saw that on the news this morning saying, I guess, that her publicist confirmed she was very much alive. And then I think it was like three o'clock today uh, on a news podcast that they were saying she's actually deceased. Yeah. Which is, I mean, there are so many mistakes here, but I feel like, um, 
even if you make the mistake and declare someone dead early, don't declare that actually they're not dead if they're still likely to die. Yeah. You know, like if you, you if you prematurely called it and like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. But the person's still like um, in a coma or whatever. Like, don't don't say anything until they're then, Well, it's got really to be the thing dead. of, you know, a pesky TMZ guy, you know, snuck a photo of the report or something. And it's like, that says dead. And then her publicist is like, no, no, no. I'm still collecting checks. She's alive. No, I think it was something from what I heard was that the because of COVID times, the family was told to leave the hospital and basically hmm. your time is you're over. She's in a coma. You got to say your goodbyes and they left and, but she wasn't actually dead yet. So the family said something to the publicist who made the statement, but it actually wasn't technically true yet. So, but in that case, we didn't need the correction and then the reversal, um, should have just been left as while well, she died so that the story was let's okay let's look back at the work she uh did which also included uh charlie's angels and a bond girl right yeah she was a bond girl from a movie i don't remember that much i know i've seen it i christopher walken was the bad guy christopher walken yeah i didn't know he was a bad guy in a bond movie he's got to be the most famous guy to ever be a bad guy in a bond movie right i don't know which one that one is it was from 1985, it said, and it's like, okay, it was the last Roger Moore one. I don't remember that one. I don't think it's well regarded, mm. but it's beside the point. So this is, that's weird, weird way, weird uh, story that happens. I don't, I don't. Yeah, let's, uh, and uh, she'll be missed. Let's move on to Lethal Weapon 5 news. Yeah, there was some some rumors about, oh, they're going to make Lethal Weapon 5, which, uh, as I said, has already been made. It was an independent project, low-budget independent project. Um, I don't think they had the sanction of the real Lethal Weapon production team, but it does exist. You can watch it. I think on, on Hulu it's available, Lethal Weapon 5. Uh, but they there's a story that they want to do a real Lethal Weapon 5 with Mel Gibson and everything. And uh, Richard Donner says, yeah, he's going to come. He's going to make it. He's going to direct it. Um, are you familiar with Richard Donner? Uh, Goonies. Uh, I actually met him at a screening of the Goonies at Chapman University like 12 years ago or something. And yeah, so 12 years ago, he was a pretty old man, right? Yeah, even then. What is he, 92 now or something? He is 90 years old and he is, uh, he says he's going to direct uh, Lethal Weapon 5. So um, he directed all four Lethal Weapon movies. Um, that's kind of unheard of that when you get these long running series, usually like original guy drops off. Like, I don't want to keep doing this forever. Um, but yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't directed a movie since 2006. He directed 16 blocks with Bruce Willis. That's a good, good movie. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he got, he's got a good resume. Scrooged. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I did not know that. I think uh, I, Super, I thought Superman I said that what, when I, uh, I had that on my list of what I was watching last uh, month. Yeah. Maybe I did. I mean, it's a good resume, but he is he is 90 years old. And I, it's like, well, you, you don't want to be ageist, but sometimes uh, that doesn't make any sense. So, I think he could do it. I also don't know if Mel Gibson is um, rehabilitated enough to be in like a big movie. He was just in The Fat Man. I know, but that's like a small movie. Like if he was in like a big thing that they tried to do like press for and like had him on like... 
Fallon or something, someone would be like, what about this? And then you can't forgive him and then that kind of stuff. So, well, I, I think he's great. I mean, he's, he's, he's gr- El Padre. He's grandpa Kurt. Okay. That's daddy's home. <laughs> From too. your favorite daddy's home. <laughs> now, I've, I've enjoyed some of the, uh, Mel Gibson post, uh, meltdown work. Um, but like I said, I don't think, I don't know if he's rehabilitated enough that, uh, they would let him pass in like a huge movie like this um, where he'd be the star. Cause obviously like daddy's home too is a big movie in a way, but he's a side character. I, uh, I think he could do it. Yeah. I mean, he was in signs. Well, <laughs> well, according to Richard Donner, it's happening. The other, the other ironic part is that uh, the most famous line from that movie is uh, for Danny Glover saying he's getting too old for this shit, which is yeah. okay. That was 45 years ago. <laughs> you said that. And you're still going to do it. So, but, well, I mean, yeah. all that success for uh, bad boys. Why not? Okay. Like Will Smith's like 42 years old or something like. Yeah. But Martin Lawrence has been saying that too. And he, he's, uh, yeah, he's still going. he was going to retire like red or no, the first one, the first one he's going to transfer. I think he wasn't trying to retire. My question to you is this. Will they get Joe Pesci? <laughs> I, I would thought the same thing. And I'm like, no, like, like he did come back. But I, I think that was just like, I'm doing one thing for a, a friend. Yeah. I mean, they could get Jet Lee, but they can't get Bruce Lee. No, no. If you recall, the, I don't even know what year that was from, but that was one of our best, best of clips. 2018 uh, or something? Yeah, that was the uh, one of the classic Joe not paying attention to anything. Yeah, that was for the movie, the, not the tuxedo. But it mentioned the tuxedos for the the greatest showman, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm into this. I mean, lethal weapons are fun. Um, wasn't that first one a Christmas movie? I don't know. I mean, it's Shane Black, and he likes to write Christmas movies. So that sounds right. Hmm. Yeah. Christmas is involved, yeah. Oh, very good. Well, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully they can get that going and have a smooth process to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, if if they can do it, I mean, he might be 90, but I'm sure he'll have help. Like, maybe he just sits in the chair. Yeah, he doesn't need to run a marathon or anything. He can yeah. sit around and direct from a seat. All right, well, now it's happening. Well, exciting. Okay. Well, uh, the next one has already happened, but might be still happening in our lives too. Tell us about a trailer for an HBO Max original. Yeah, which I love that branding HBO Max original because it's just actually like false. Um, but Hulu does the same thing. Uh, a new movie coming to HBO Max next week called The Locked Down. And if that sounds like something you understand, Locked Down, it's exactly what you think. Uh, it is a movie set during uh, the year of 2020. Uh, when we, you know, didn't all work our normal jobs and things happen and people wore masks. Like, you remember that? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. But um, uh, they already have. I mean, there was that Michael Bay thing that came out that was like the post apocalypse. But like, it was this like, is COVID like a, 23 or something. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, like our reality. And it is uh, Anne Hathaway and Chiwet 
tell Edgeo 4, which I hope I got that close. Um, they are a couple who decide to uh, split up uh, just as everything happens. And now they can't because they got to. Um, I mean, who wants to try to get an apartment and move out during this thing? I mean, um, I did it and it worked out, but so did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then somehow it also becomes a heist movie because things have to happen. And I don't know, but it looked fine. Uh, directed by Doug Lyman, who's made some good movies. Um, and it looks like I'm going to guess that a good chunk of this movie was done remotely, like recording Zoom calls. Uh, I, th- I think the two main actors shared scenes together, and I-, I would like to see the whole production. I believe it was it was only filmed like a few months back. So it was a quick turnaround. But if most of the stuff was like recorded like they have like Ben Kingsley was in it and it looked like he's only on a iPad the whole entire time. Hmm. It's like, all right, that's, that's good enough for me. Um, ben Stiller also. Yeah. I didn't see him in the trailer at all, but he was in the he's cast. He's probably like the night guard at the jewelry store. <laughs> yeah. And he brings the sun along too. And yeah. Jewelry comes to life. All the jewelry comes to life. <laughs> so you only had me watch the first like 15 seconds or so. And I got to say what I saw, I hated. But at the yeah. time, I thought it was strictly, oh, we're in lockdown and I'm losing my mind and blah, 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 blah. I didn't know there was a heist involved. Yeah. It, if only they had something. Liam Neeson in here as well, then I'd definitely be on board. You might get one of his like his crew members, but yeah, I don't think he was available at the time. Well, they have a close second. They have uh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, he looked He looked like he's the manager of the... Uh, they basically look the store, same. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that would be good. Actually, it does make sense. So, so it looked like Stephen Merchant was like the manager of the jewelry store. Um, and then he would be mean to Ben Stiller in his nice British accent. Yeah. But it would seem nice because he is. You know what? You know who was his boss in Night at the Museum? Yes, I do. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Stephen Merchant's uh, longtime friend, partner, whatever. So. I mean, I already feel like we've seen the movie now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's weird. So we don't need to watch it. But yeah, that comes out next week to HBO Max. And yeah, it says HBO Max original. But uh, from what I saw, like HBO bought this like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. That they just made the movie. You're like, hey, someone will buy it. And Yeah, yeah I mean, in, in this day and age, there's plenty of uh, pots to toss it into. Yeah, but that, that's what happens now. That's like um, all the movies that came out at Sundance last year where a lot of them have gone to streaming platforms like Palm Springs. And it's like a Hulu original. It's like, no, it's not. That's a movie that was at Sundance. They yeah. made that and then went to Sundance to try to get it sold. And Hulu bought it. That's to make it a Hulu original. But It's like saying my iPhone is, I made it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the plethora of what we've been watching. But before we do... That portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at The Clipless Leash, formerly known as The Simple Doggy. Head to thecliplessleash.com and they're going to give you just the craziest discount I've ever seen. 65% off on the dog leash you've been waiting for. All you have to do is plug in promo code. Tony. 
That is T-O-N-Y. You know how it's spelled. Head to theclipplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony. You're going to get 65% off the greatest dog leash that ever existed. I don't care the size of the dog. You got this thing. will hold it. So check them out. Okay. Andy, how many do you have? 21? Uh, 11. Just 11. <whistles> it's fine. I got seven. Me, I usually have like three at most. Yeah, it was a long layoff. No, no working for the most part. Yeah, did some traveling. I I flew, so I watched a couple of programs on the plane. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. Now I'll say this. Airports are back to normal. At least they were for Christmas. Yeah, I'm sure everyone was. Everyone wanted to still do their thing. So, yeah. Well, you do uh, like three and I'll do three and we'll go back and forth. Okay, I'll I'll do three um, smaller ones right off the bat. Some of the bigger ones, maybe I want to talk about longer. But okay, uh, the Neon Demon. This is a movie from Nicholas Winding Refn, who uh, did Drive, and then decided people like that movie, so I'm going to now only make movies that people don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made Only God Forgives after that, and then the Neon Demon after after that one, and both are very poorly rated. Both very very weird movies. I believe uh, the only God forgives. He actually doesn't even speak the whole time. Yeah, no, it's, it's which like is very similar to Drive. Yeah, but Drive actually had things going on in it and wasn't just and it long had Brian shots. Cranston. Of, yeah, it had fun characters like that and Albert Brooks. And, um, but Neon Demon actually does. This has fun characters as well. It's a about a young girl who goes to L.A. to become a model and is um, too successful right away and other girls get jealous um and then weird shit happens because it's a weird movie uh it's got keanu reeves in it as a like a weirdo hotel like a shitty motel manager neat where like his motel is mostly filled with like prostitutes and stuff and it's all dirty and everything it's okay it's an okay movie it's on amazon i I would uh watch it if you like if you aren't concerned with things making sense or like weird visuals and slow things. There's some, there's some good, good things in this movie. Okay. What else you got? Uh, Lucy in the sky. This was on HBO. I think it left. I think that's why I watched it. The Uh, the reason why I wanted to watch it It is not, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, The reason I wanted to check it out was that it's made by Noah Hawley. Who's the uh, showrunner of Fargo. So this was his first like movie, his chance at a movie. Uh, It got bad reviews. So it wasn't all that like, Kind of optimistic of it being good because the reviews are bad, uh, but I still want to check it out. And yeah, the movie does have problems, just not that interesting. It's it's about an astronaut who um, she kind of like she goes to space and then wants to get back, so she's desperate to like do well in training and stuff, and then has an affair and then goes crazy. Which is uh, it's like it's like inspired by a true story where I don't know if you remember this. There was a story like a decade ago about an astronaut who. Uh, she put on a diaper to drive across country to confront. Oh yeah, the yeah. Other woman in the affair. So it's She's yeah, it's based on move. <laughs> She's not yeah. stopping for nothing. Yeah. So um, it's a uh, Natalie Portman as the uh, the the astronaut here, and John Hamm as the uh, other one that she has an affair with. Uh, so good, good people in it, uh, and they're they're both good. Natalie Portman's very good, but it's just not that interesting a movie, and it's like. It tries to do some weird, like, um, 
metaphorical stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to describe it. Uh, weird, absurdist stuff like the Neon Demon, but like in a lower tone, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. So it's a miss. Okay, okay. the next one here, uh, the Hunt. Do you remember the Hunt? Remember the controversy? Oh yeah, they the weren't allowed to air it because it was racist and yeah. Um, so they had to delay it because Trump said, I don't want this movie coming out after a shooting, which is like, why? And then he didn't like that. The premise was that the people were uh, killing Trump supporters. That's that's the premise is they kidnap Trump supporters and then hunt them down, which is like, OK, obviously, that is a joke of a premise. And like anyone who would read that would know that, like, oh, the people that are hunting humans are the bad guys. Right. So. Which is clearly what this is. But it's mm. more than that. I thought it was uh, more clever than that premise. Uh, I think it was pretty good. Okay. And yeah, th- this was this was what happened. It got delayed. And then it, when it got actually released in theaters, was like March 6th. Yeah. And and so it did cause the end of the world. We were, we were, they were totally right. Yeah, they called if, it if all Trump, If Trump prevented it from ever coming out, he'd be president still. Or, I mean, I, I guess he still is president today. A couple but. more days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would have won. He just, he couldn't handle uh, keeping the hunt down. Um, but it, it's got some good people in it. Uh, the main actress is Betty Gilpin of Glow. So she's always good in that. So she's uh, like the quiet badass of the the group here has to survive. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the people who are doing the human hunting are just like a bunch of buffoons. And it does include uh, Glenn Howerton, Dennis Reynolds. Oh, um, he can play that angle. I feel like pretty well. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he was he was born to play like a wealthy idiot liberal. Puts on like a North Face jacket. Well, no, <laughs> he puts on a kimono at one point, and then like the character's like, "That's cultural appropriation. You can't do that." And it's like, hmm. oh, of course. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you can find a way to watch this, I'm, it's it's only like an hour and twenty minutes. It's super short. All right, it's a fun, mindless watch. Should I do three? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so let's kick things off with I watched on the plane The Call of the Wild, the Harrison Ford dog movie. It was pretty good. Yeah. So the dog is animated for the most part. Animation's getting pretty good, and I don't know if they use the dog in real life in some scenes. Obviously, other scenes are very much animated, but uh, it's fun. It's uh, like the 1800s. We had talked about it. Um, They... It was a guy in, in a, like a green screen suit. Oh, was it? Yeah, because his and dog Harrison is Ford had to wrestle with him. And he's like, this is this is the worst job ever. I had to wrestle with a, a man in a green suit. <laughs> <laughs> like he had to roll on the floor with him. It's like, well, it's enjoyable. They do do that thing like uh, most dog movies do. Uh, also, I mean, uh, just so you know, and I guess this is a spoiler alert. You don't see the dog die. Uh, like Marley and me, for instance. Uh, so they don't, I don't know. I feel like they lose some people right there off the bat. Cause people think just assume like, Oh, they're going to kill this dog of natural causes. And I'm going to lose a week in my room crying. Uh, that doesn't happen, but you probably will cry from this movie. Yeah. I'm, I read the book when I was a kid. Cause I had to read like all the dog books as a kid. <laughs> you had to. Went. Yeah. I was just like, what, what do you want to read? And, uh, a book about dogs. Um, but I don't remember that much about it. So, it was cool, though. Uh, it's just funny, you know. I don't know. I keep more. I watch like 
Pixar animated movies, the funnier animals in general become to me just because I see weirder animals with weird accents and, you know, things like that. Crabs are obviously French, right? Yeah. Or Jamaican. That's from, or no. Nah. Yeah, like Little, Mer- Little Mermaid, more. he was a Jamaican one. Yeah. Jamaican's not funny. French is funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy that. That's on HBO Max. Uh, Harrison Ford's pretty good in it, too. You know, he's 91 years old. He could direct a Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Harrison Ford is playing like an old guy in the cold who's grumpy, it's like, that sounds perfect. So Yeah. It's like, you mean I don't have to act? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next thing I did, and I actually completed this entire series because it was pretty uh, spectacular. National Geographic Europe from above. So they, it's only six episodes. They do uh, Poland. They do Italy. They do England. They do Spain. And all of it is just, you know, drone footage. And they kind of zero in on a couple of like pretty random or interesting facts about specific places. Uh, Very entertaining. The uh, one, because remember I had said after watching Gladiator, I wanted to see something more about the Coliseum. And, uh, I found this quickly looking on Disney plus for the flight that they had one on Italy. So I watched that, that appetized me to watch the rest of them. Uh, very entertaining. I love national geographic stuff. And then I watched father of the bride. Okay. You've seen Steve this? Martin, Steve Martin. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since I was probably yeah. the little boy's age. I was probably like eight. The last time I saw this movie. It's pretty was damn kid funny. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a, a Colgan or something? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Fuller. Yeah, the the guy from the show on HBO. Yeah, uh, Succession. Yeah, um, it's very funny. I mean, you, ha- you have uh, Martin Short playing uh, the wedding planner guy. All right, yeah, it's entertaining. Uh, like I said, I hadn't seen that in years, so gave that a watch and uh, enjoyed that. I feel like I watched the second one more for some reason. So they have a baby, right? Yeah, they both get pregnant. The daughter and Steve Martin's wife. It's like, whoa, that shouldn't happen. And then they go on to make the show Modern Family. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one too, but again, probably not since I was eight. Yeah, I think it was on Comedy Central when I was 15 or something. I don't know. Oh, also, uh, we didn't put this in the news, but it is on my news. Not written down, but for me... uh, Hulu reached an agreement with Viacom and uh, I think like 10 or 15 channels, including Comedy Central, Nickelodeon and others are coming to Hulu live. Uh, Unknown when, but they're coming. Yeah. I didn't even know I didn't have Comedy Central. I should have realized Con Air was never on TV. Yeah. You want to do three more? Okay, I think I'll start. I'll do some weird movies now. Oh, if I didn't talk about weird movies already, Neon Demon wasn't um, weird, huh? Okay, here's one called uh, "She Dies Tomorrow." This is on Hulu. Uh, and spoiler it's, uh, alert, Andy. Yeah, it's that's the name of the movie. It's uh, like a woman uh, gets this idea in her head that she is going to die tomorrow, and lives like that, and then eventually her friends can friend comes over and the friend tries to like no you're being crazy and then afterwards the friend now has that idea that she is also going to die tomorrow and it's like that so do they go on to spreads. live like their lives to the fullest or they just shut her in the closet they different people do different things um and so it's interesting seeing like all how these different people uh decide what to do and then um 
I don't want to spoil anything more than that. It's just it's it's a it's a small weird indie movie. I see the third guy in here is named Kentucker. Yes, Uh, I saw that. The hell is that? I don't know. They're like, well, we want to go with Christopher, but we are in Kentucky. I think his mom had an aneurysm while she was doing that. I shouldn't say that right now, but what the hell is that name? Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of people you would uh, recognize. uh, Chris Messino's in things, and then um, uh, the woman from the league, Mark Duplass' wife. I forgot her name, but. Oh, this is Tony's favorite, Katie Anselton. It's his favorite there. But it's interesting. It's again, it's on Hulu. <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, I like to watch weird things that I see have uh, some buzz around them. There, there isn't that much stuff that came out this year. So when I was looking at things that came out this year that were interesting, this was on the list. Interesting. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with stuff from Hulu. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which. I've at least it, heard of this. This is like one of the best reviewed movies like ever. Uh, it, it came out last year, but like not really. It came out, I think, like in January was when it like officially came out. But it's a it's a French movie. Uh, it's so that's one uh, roadblock. But it's a, it's a, like it's set in the 1700s or 1800s. And it's about a woman who goes to paint another woman who's going to be married off and then uh, they have an affair and it's, it's like, okay, is that, is that something I usually be interested in? That sounds like you a know? French movie. Yeah, it does sound like that. And it's, but it's like, wait, like it's got like 98 or 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's like, it's on Hulu. I got to check it out. And like, I see every reason why people would love it. It's very well made and looks nice and everything. Um, so I'm not saying it's bad, but it, it's definitely not like. It was not one of my favorite movies of all time. I would not give it a 9.8 out of 10. But if that's something you're interested in, it is one of the best reviewed movies of the year. All right. Okay. Another Hulu one. And if if you understand how my brain works, uh, I canceled Hulu at two days ago. So I have to like pack in all the things that are on my Hulu list before canceling it. And then I'll cycle into a new streaming service. So that's, that's what that's the position they got us in now. I guess. All right. So uh, this last Hulu one that I watched, Melancholia, which came out about a decade ago. And I remember that it was well received. Uh, it's made by Lars von Trier, who's kind of a famous Danish director. Uh, this movie is about uh, basically another planet crashing into Earth and destroying the entire world. Um that's what's going to happen. And they tell you that's what, what's going to happen. And then it starts, the movie starts like a month before then. And the first half of it is basically a uh, very awkward, uncomfortable wedding reception between Kirsten Dunst and Alexander Skarsgård. And it's excellent. This, this hour of the, the movie, cause it's like two, it's like a two part movie. They even say like part one and part two, this like wedding reception where, you slowly reveal like kind of the problems with these people and their lives. And um, I thought it was fascinating and had really the, the whole planet that's going to destroy earth doesn't really factor in other than you as the audience know that this is happening and it's part of like the dread. But um, I thought that 
first part was excellent. It's got uh, Kiefer it's got Sutherland. Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan, who doesn't play his son's father in this, which is weird. Or at least they don't tell you he's his father. <laughs> he's like, he says he's his best man, which is like, maybe he is his father then. But it, they don't say he is, and it's very weird. Um, but I'd say that that part of the movie is, is excellent. Uh, the second half isn't as good, but it's still fine. And yeah, if you... Watch the first part. Of course, you're gonna watch the second part. But like I said, for the first half is to me is probably like a, a nine out of ten. Interesting. And the second's like a six. So that's Whoa. still a good movie. Yeah. All right. I'll go. Uh, I'll do my last four because two of them are kind of the same. I finished The Mandalorian. All right. And yeah. uh, I thought it was exceptional. I uh, I liked that they brought in. Mr. Skywalker. Spoiler yeah, so, alerts, I guess. Yeah, I assume people would know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I look Also, forward- that was hard to escape. Like, were you were you surprised by it? Uh, very much so. Okay. Because I, I thought saw it was going to be uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter that morning and I was like, oh, fuck. God, why does this shit happen? Why do you do that? <laughs> Like, it wasn't even like they're trying to be assholes. Like, what does it mean that he is bad? And it's like, why? Why do you do these stupid nerd ass articles that people love where it's like 1100 things that Luke Skywalker may have said once? See it now. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't see any of these things. Well, you, you, you're in different Internet circles. Than yeah, and I don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was still it was still a great moment, though. It may be rude and the surprise, but didn't ruin that moment. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wonder what next season looks like. He has, you know, a little Gogru, Grogu. I th- I think that arc is over, and it's just it's going to be something different. Which, uh, what's fascinating is that the way this has been produced is that I'm sure all the scripts were done before season one ever even aired, because they had to film. Season two was filmed, I think, either last fall or earlier this year at some point. Mm-hmm. Um. So they didn't know how big of a phenomenon that character would be. Yeah, I mean they didn't even have toys made up of this thing. Right. Yeah. They animals wanted, and everything. They want to prevent any sort of like leaks, so they didn't have them. But like they didn't realize like this thing is fucking huge. Yeah. Um, well, I enjoyed that. Will, and, uh, that got me into a little Star Wars kick for a second. So I watched Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. First episode. Still good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I've I watched these probably every like five to ten years, give or take. So, I mean, it, it's always kind of fresh when you watch it again because it's been so long. You remember p- bits and pieces, but you never remember everything. I, I've uh, watched that very recently because um, I spent $200 on that box set. Oh, wow. And then... um that disc because like I'm just, I'll just watch the first one right away like that's how you should start it you shouldn't start with the goddamn Jar Jar um, but uh, it got scratched these new discs are not supposed to get scratched but somehow this got scratched oh boy and it just stopped playing about 45 minutes in it's like fuck just take it back so, to Best Buy no there's nothing you can do like it's I mean it's a $200 set and one disc out of like the 27 discs that are in there got scratched still you should be um, able to called jeff bezos or something yeah well i mean the, the nice thing is um all those things come with a digital code 
So I just redeemed all those codes and I have all those in my movie library and in 4K and everything. So I just well, thank God. Like, oh, I'll just watch the second half of it on uh, a streaming app that night. Or, or I can only imagine the frustration that went through your mind when you yeah. saw that your uh, disc was scratched. Well, I didn't get the full Atmos track that way. Um, but I think it's the packaging is shitty. So like I think I might have scratched or taken out of the packaging. Uh-huh. It's, it's not like that, like, you know, the disc holders, that's like the little circle and you put, you put the notch you, into the hole of the disc. That's how it usually goes. Oh, yeah. Well, this was just like a cardboard sleeve and you have to like pull it out of the sleeve. And I was like, I might have $200. I would expect it to be a little nicer than that. Yeah, very disappointing. I mean, it's got some really cool art and how it's on there, but like, no, just give me those, the classic disc holder. Yeah. All right, and then my last two will be quick. Um, I guess I already talked about the first one, but I watched Die Hard 2 and 3, mm, which okay. I don't think I'd ever seen either of those. It's, really? That's the kind of movie like, oh, I'll watch the first one every uh, couple of Christmases, but then I never think of watching the second one or the third one, and I think it's because I saw... I think it's the fourth one with Justin Long. Yeah. And my dad and I were like, this one's not that good. And so I think it left a little stain. But the second one and even the third one, the third one has Jeremy Irons. It's very good. I think the third one's great. They're all on uh, HBO Max, along with uh, yeah. the Christopher Nolan Batmans are on there as well, too. Well, that uh, stuff comes and goes like every month. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, catch them while you can. Yeah. Now that the third one... That's why I love that one. Uh, Sam Jackson, yeah, and Jeremy Irons. Yeah. It's the bad guy. So I enjoyed those, and that's my uh, lengthy list. Yeah. I still got more to go. I know. Let's hear yours. I want to close with the the two big Christmas Day releases that I watched both of them, so I'll save those. Um, I'm surprised you didn't watch either of them. The Fat Man? What'd you watch? We'll get to it. Okay. Um this is so killing me. Yeah, I watched a movie on Amazon called Uncle Frank. Uh, it's one of those, uh, again, an Amazon original. That just means they bought it somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, it's set in the 70s, and it's Paul Bettany, and he's uh, a college professor who's gay but not open to his family and then goes back home after his father dies and um, has to deal with, like, well, he's he's had he's in a committed relationship with someone for 10 years, and his whole family has never even met the person or has any idea who they are, and it's like, um, it's interesting to see those like, well, this is how we used to live back in the day. And especially that going back to the, the South where it's like, it's like, oh, you can't be gay at all. They'll actually just kill you. It's like, what? Is it really like that? But who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. It's an okay movie. I was fine watching it. I watched it with my family on uh, New Year's Eve, you know, to pass the time until midnight. It's got um, Steven Root. You know him? I don't think so. What's he in? Uh, a million things, but uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> the weird guy with the glasses and Dodgeball. He's in like, all like the Coen Brothers movies and stuff. You'll see, you've seen him in a hundred things. But he was like the dad that's an asshole. It's like, oh, yeah. we can play Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> he's also in uh, Barry. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 great. He's a great character actor. So Office nice Space. Of course, yes. That should have been my number one you one. Stole my stapler. Yeah. Um 
All right, moving on. I also watched War Dogs on HBO Max, which I had seen most of before, but I never watched the full thing. And that was Todd Phillips's first semi-serious movie, and then he went went and made a very serious movie next with Joker. But so you see, like how he got to there. Uh, that movie could have been so much better. Like it's got good parts, got good moments, but when I was watching that again, it's like Jonah Hill's character is horrible from the act from the beginning. You know, he's just like a terrible person. So it's like not as dramatic when he starts to be terrible, like in betraying people. Yeah. It's just like maybe make it like the movie definitely, definitely wants to be like good fellas, but like Jonah Hill is not Robert De Niro's character. Like De Niro's character was like, well, he's a bad guy. He's a mobster, but he had, you know, honor and everything. And he was someone to look up to. Where it's like, now nah, Jonah Hill just sucks from the beginning. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that movie had parts that were good, but it, yeah, it could have been better. Yeah. All right, and then before I get to the two main events here, I watched The Lion King last night. The oh, uh, wow, the remake. So I talked about the Aladdin one that I watched um, a few weeks back, and I think this is even worse. This is even more unnecessary, which is what all the reviews said. Uh, the first half, at least, is like shot for shot, line by line remake. Uh, and since they're not people, they're animals, it's still animated. It's basically still animated. It, it's just photorealistic animation. It's like, what? It's like they just wanted to show off the technology. Well, they, what they wanted was an extra billion dollars. <laughs> That's what they got. We already have a script and everyone knows their lines. Just film it. Um so th- this does have a good voice cast, but the original has a great voice cast. Uh, one thing that's really noticeable from that beginning is that uh, the kid who plays Simba is no fucking JTT, okay? Not even close. Like, how dare you do that? Like, that's such a big part of that movie is he was great. He was already like the biggest child star at that point. Um, so that was too bad. That was a noticeable decline. Uh, but also, yeah. I don't have J- Mr. Bean in there either. Yeah, it was John Oliver instead of Mr. Bean. Um, speaking of Jeremy Irons, um, he was not reprising his role. Uh, the only person who came back was James Earl Jones. Um, but in the second half of the movie, uh, if you know the movie, when he's actually with uh, Timon and Pumbaa, that is uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, and they actually allowed them to do different things and say different lines and make up their shit, I imagine. Uh, so that was nice. There were some funny lines that we're definitely not from the original, but they're just, it, it's very weird because the weird animation, whatever you want to call it, for the most part, you don't see the animals talk. You hear that they're talking, but it's like over their shoulder. So you're not like jarred by the, the fact their mouths aren't moving. Yeah. But then they do have a, like, there's like four shots in the movie where they do actually show someone like talking and they had one, they had one with a uh, Timon, the little weasel thing. Um, and it was just horrible. I was like, I hate this so much. It was so awkward. It was, it was like a Japanese dub. It was the worst thing. And I was like, no, you, you should have just stuck to what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. They made a billion dollars, I think on that movie. So, well, congratulations to them. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. The Lion King is an excellent movie. So I hadn't seen it in a long time and it is, it is just that movie. It's the same plot. It's the same lines. 
um, most of the same music. Like that, that's a great movie. The Hans Zimmer score is is excellent. And I forgot that he had done such a good score. I remember the Yelton John music, but like Lion King is a great movie. But the nineteen ninety four cartoon Lion King is a great movie. Just watch that. Was that on Disney Plus also? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, and that had that had Nathan Lane. Why would he replace Nathan Lane? He's great. That's true. Yeah. All right. You ready for the main event here? It also has Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But yeah, let's That's what, I said that. I said he was Simba. Oh. They shouldn't have replaced him. That would be awkward if they brought him back. Yeah. All right. Well, the two big movies that came out on Christmas Day. Um, I watched both of them this past week. I know one of them at least. The first one is Wonder Woman 84. Uh, this is was supposed to come out at, I don't know, some point. I think even last year. Um, so it's, I guess it's a, it's kind of a prequel in the sense that we, the, the other DC movies are in like present day. So this is like 1984. So it's like before uh, Ben Affleck becomes Batman. But the point is, don't, don't worry about that shit. Like who cares that Ben Affleck is Batman at some point in, in teams up with her mm-hmm. because who cares anymore? It's all just garbage. Uh, a lot of people are really upset at this movie and they are just wrong to be. The movie is not in any way good, but it doesn't want to be good. It doesn't care if it's good. It's not trying to be good. It's kind of like, all right, all the Marvel movies and are the same. And like the Nolan movies were good, but like, who cares? Let's just make a stupid superhero movie again. So this movie reminded me a lot of like the like Sam Raimi Spider-Man's or um, the like Jim Carrey Batman movie or something where it's like it's not good. It's not serious. You can't you can't look at the details and be like, why that happen? Because it's not trying to tell like a good plot or anything. Um, but this movie has a great Pedro Pascal performance where he's a uh, like con man businessman guy. And since it's the eighties, it's like he's on Coke, but because he can't be on Coke, he's not actually on Coke, but his like his nose is bleeding at times and he's like just like a lunatic. And that's great. It's like it's if the movie was ninety percent that, then it would be better. But but there there are really there are a ton of problems with this movie. It's two and a half hours long, which inexcusable. <laughs> it has two uh like twenty minute opening sequences, and I did read later that Warner Brothers was like we should cut one of them because it doesn't make sense to have two opening sequences. And they're like, no, let's keep both of them. Huh? Okay. So it it is, it is a a mess of a movie, but I found it very entertaining because I don't care about um, whether they're doing wonder woman justice or any of that shit. Like it just, I don't care. It's a silly, stupid comic book movie about with magic and making wishes and dumb shit. And Kristen wig is becomes a cat. It's like, don't fucking take Spoiler any of this shit seriously. Andy. Just don't take this seriously. That that's what's funny is these comic book people. You think they should be the people who are most relaxed because they're fans of comic books and not like Russian literature, but they take their shit so seriously. Oh yeah, you can only pretty much screw it up for them. Yeah. So again, that's that's free on HBO Max for another twenty days or something. Um, but at two and a half hours, that's asking for a lot if you're not super invested but yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed i enjoyed the pedro prescott performance that was worth it for me okay and then the last one the true highlight uh pixar's soul 
This was going to be their big summer release. Didn't happen. And then uh, I think of all the Disney movies that got delayed, they had to put one of them out. They just had to. I think there's too much pressure. So they went with Soul, I think, because maybe it's a family movie in some way. It's a great movie, but I don't see how it's a kid's movie at all. I don't know what kids get out of that movie. Hmm. It is. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about it, what the premise here is. Uh, just reading what it says on the, the sheet for it. Yeah, but it's it's pretty deep in a way about it is not like it, I mean, most of the most Pixar movies are like they're either kids or animals or uh, toys. This is just an adult man. A single adult man is the main character. And there's not like the only really other main character is a soul and a detached soul, a soul that doesn't have a life with it, um, which is an interesting concept. But it's. It's a very good. It's, I mean, it's a music plays a big part of it, and uh, it was nice to watch with my new soundbar. I really enjoyed that part of it. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I got there's, a soundbar myself. I got the new HomePod. I don't know what the HomePod is. It's an Apple home, yeah. uh, like home theater thingy, smart speaker. Oh, is it like you put it in different rooms and stuff? Well, it's a big one, so I have it uh, in the family room connected to the TV as well. Yeah. But you can you can buy like satellite ones and they all. Yeah, yeah, the they're like the uh, the dots from Amazon. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You enjoy. Yeah, enjoy I do want to watch this one. Yeah, I, there's no reason not to watch it. You have Disney Plus. It's it's good. It's uh, Jamie Fox and then Tina Fey is the um, soul. Which people were complaining that like, oh, the whole movie is about the black man has to help a white woman. And it's like, no, did you watch the movie? Tina, it's Tina Fey's voice, but it's not a white woman. It's not a person at all. It is a detached soul. So that just because it has Tina Fey's voice doesn't mean anything. Yeah. In their face. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anything else to add? Oh, that was that was plenty. That was a good one. That was a, a long time of what we've been watching, but yeah, we had had a break and uh, we had to get those out for the people. Yeah, it's nice that there's movies. I, yeah, I, I like I like the existence of movies. So they're uh, they're they're fun. Yeah, and maybe next week we'll have a review of uh, locked locked down locked down. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Although All actually, right. that comes out the fourteenth. So no, two yeah. weeks from now. A couple weeks. Yeah. All right, well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 200 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road. Welcome to 2021, Andy. Okay, right. The year's, the year's still throwing me off. All right, it's 2021. Thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later.